Welcome to Cupify This. I'm Sandy Phoenix. And I'm Chris Phoenix. This show is aimed towards understanding your basic human needs, how they influence behaviours, and how the Phoenix Cups framework can help you live a fulfilling life with full cups. So join us as we dive into a world of psychology and philosophy and have a whole lot of fun cupifying the world around us. Did we just make that word up? I think we did, but it's our podcast. Let's do it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Season two. Season two. Here we are. Yes. I think we forgot to tell you we we're even going on a break. <laughs> Surprise. We finished season one. Thanks for coming with us. A few next... people told us. They said, uh, where have you guys been? <laughs> we're, like, we're on a break. Come on. We're coming back for season two with new content. Hang in there. <laughs> you, uh, you're starting a PhD, so that's, a bit, that's been a bit, bit crazy. Yeah, it has. We've been yeah, doing some big things and it's all been yeah. a, little bit, a little bit hectic on the Phoenix front yep. uh, and here at Phoenix Cups Land. But uh, we are back and we hope that you have been well. Did We've... you like our new intro? It's pretty cool. I'm in it. It's made it better. So so we were chatting about, you know, what's some great topics we could do. And and we thought this one would be a bit fun. Cups imposter. Yeah. Because sometimes there's an imposter in the house. What's the game we've been playing with the children? Among us. Among us. Yes. (laughs) I quite love that game. I'm... I'm always That's sus. an inside joke. On, I am. Um, if you game. haven't played Among Us, like get just it. get if, on it. Yeah. Just if get, you have children, ask them listen, about it. We are it not paid by them, but, yeah. but we were connecting with the children, going, "All right, then." That by children we mean teenagers. All right, we'll play, and and now we're obsessed. Yeah. So anyway, imposter. There are imposters in there, and there's imposters there in life. There are. And uh, you were an imposter once. I am. <laughs> am was. Was. Jeez, let the cat out of the bag there. You really were. Like we, this was probably seven, eight years ago. We got together. Yep. It's been a long time. Should I? Um, time flies when you're having fun. Should I open up to it? Should mm-hmm. I open up to it? Yeah, you catfished me. Yes. If any of you don't know what a catfish is, it's when you um you sell somebody else's story and mm. you try to reel Trap them, them in. Yes. Usually with maybe like really heavily Snapchat filtered yeah. selfies or something. Yeah. Um, I, I you didn't need didn't. those, of course. <laughs> I was glorious in the day. In the day. In the day. A few years ago. Shh, don't look those pictures up because I wasn't really. But. You look exactly the same. <laughs> so, um, no, it wasn't filtered selfies. You were quite real about what you look like. Yeah. Except your height. You didn't. You weren't quite. <laughs> That's a it story. It was on my licence. <laughs> That's a story for another time. Yeah. But the, the story we're getting to is catfishing me with your cups profile. Yes. Mm. You mm. pretended to be a big mastery cup. Well, the truth was I, I believed it. Mm. So I, was, I did too. I was. <laughs> Turns out his mastery cups are really it's small. Tiny. And, and, uh, yeah. And as if you've been listening since episode one, uh, my mastery cup is really big. Wait, wait. On that, if you haven't been listening since ep- uh, season one, episode one, stop this podcast right now and go back and listen from the start because nothing that we say from this point forward is going to make <laughs> any sense if you haven't listened from the start. Okay, see you in a few episodes. Now back to those who are here, yeah. uh, who should be here. So uh, my mastery cup of course, as you remember, is very dominant. It's a size 11 on the quiz, which is at phoenixcups.com.au. And yours is quite small. It's a three. Mm, it is. Yeah. T- it's Opposite. a thimble. Yeah. It really is. It so, really was. But, but I, I thought it was huge because I thought it was you big. were town planning. Yeah. I was at the time when I met Sandy. I was managing a town planning firm. Mm-hmm. Manager, I, tick, must yep, be master cup. Yep, owned my resort unit overlooking mm. the golf course. Yep. Tick, tick, tick. Had my Audi car. Yep. <laughs> Had all things. I had all the toys. I had the profile. Yeah. And somehow I was still miserable. You were. Yeah. Uh, I, I was sold the story that mm. this is what I needed to achieve in life. So these were the things you need: the career, you need the, you know, you need the money, you need the prestige. And coming from a 
a low socioeconomic background. I was trying to transcend those things. So that was the, the values I was sold were Mastery Cup values, which didn't align with my own. So mm. I achieved them and I was still miserable. So I was like, what's going on here? Mm. But nonetheless, I still sold them to you. Oh, yeah, you nailed it. I totally, I was hook, line and sinker. I thought, here we go. I've got me, got me a matching Mastery Cup. <laughs> no, not a snap here. We do not have a snap. Wait, you're still um, getting pretty excited now. <laughs> How did I keep you? Oh, the hypnosis, that's right. It, was, yeah. it must have been. I'm still yeah. hypnotised. Yeah. So eventually, I, I think that you were, eventually you, st- you really started living a more authentic self. We'll get to that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you well, that's were... what this is, isn't it? Cups imposter. It's mm. essentially about cups authenticity and inauthenticity, really, yeah. at the heart of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but you were being driven by your will to fill your mastery cut potentially, yeah. but there's all sorts of things that we can get come and let's unpack some of that. But also what would have been driving you much more would be your will to fill your freedom cup, which is so big for you. Mm. And, uh, and it would have been empty because you were tied into a town planning job where you were, mm. you know, working so much, yeah. you were tied into all sorts of other decisions. Do you, in do you remember life. that first New Year's? We were together mm. and I had a client call me at New Year's Eve yeah. at like 11 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. That that, yep. yeah, that Freedom was, Cup was empty. It was, Yeah. You don't cope well with that stuff. <laughs> no. no. That was, that was uh, yeah, that was pretty hard for you. So, it, and you hung on to that career for a while before you started to kind of grow into and realise that, that living a more authentic self and being driven by your needs and your values would, mm. would serve you better. So... Anyway, we've talked about Cup Envy in the past in another podcast. To sort of refresh on that, many people talk about wishing they had different Cups profiles. So a bit like I've always wished I was more petite like my sister, but I'm not. uh, I am massive (laughs) and I'm a very tall human and she's a very small human. And, uh, yeah, we come from the same gene pool, so how about it? But uh, and, And, you know, that's just we all have these things like someone with a curly hair might wish for straight hair and so we could talk about loving and owning your cup's profile just like the way we love and own other parts of our genetic makeup like our body for example yeah uh so which is all well and good to say isn't it like and so much harder to do uh but when we start really authentically understanding and and seeing what our needs profile is what our cups are i think then we can appreciate them and yeah. we but we do have to it takes some self-awareness to love them yeah and it's funny and, well, and the thing is you, you sort of authenticity isn't a place it isn't a location you don't just get there and go great i'm authentic now we we so you don't feel hard harsh on yourself you know you can't accept yourself one minute and then another day going oh Wish I could change this. Wish I could do that. That's a natural human condition, I think. Mm. But, you know, it's just being aware of it, getting pulled back, stepping back out of that and going, actually, why Why am I thinking that? Why am I believing that? So I think even in the Cup Envy episode, I talked about envying those mastery cups. But in envying mastery cups, I was living an inauthentic existence, really. Mm. So aspiring to that mastery yeah. cup for the sake of sort of misplaced values. Yeah. Instead of owning the situation as it was, owning who I am, wishing for something that I wasn't. That's mm. inauthenticity right there. Yeah. yeah. So you were driven to by the will to fill your mastery cup, which mm-hmm. even though small was likely empty and you you were sort of saying that that drive to become 
a person with a bigger mastery cup rather than a drive from your actual mastery cup was maybe a drive to transcend a low socioeconomic background perhaps? Yeah, this is how I see it. But of course, we all view our histories and our decisions in a light that sort of suits us. But the way I sort of remember it was looking at university degrees at the time and thinking I came from this background where I didn't have very much. Of course, my sister was the first person to finish any kind of formal education on either side of the family. She was the first one to finish high school, first one to go to university. Mm. So when I went there, it was kind of really important. And I told myself, I do want to do that. I do want to get ahead. I do want to become, I'm not putting anything on my family. I'm absolutely so proud of what my family have achieved with Mm. what they've done. But in my mind, I really, really wanted to get ahead. I wanted to, I wanted to be quote unquote successful. Mm. And to me, that looked like prestige and money and power. That's what it looked like at the Mm. time. So I thought I wanted that. I wonder if deep down it was actually being driven by freedom after all Mm. to become free, to become free of any constraints when it comes to lack of anything. Not really because I started reaching for more and more power to to manage these town planning companies, which just takes on board more and more, where I could have just sat back as a duty statutory planner just sitting in the back just assessing little developments, you know. I wanted these yeah. big multi-million dollar developments, mm. which of course just added to the stress and less freedom. Yeah. So it just became more and more miserable doing them. Yeah, and like we've touched on, I think we touched on it in maybe Cup Envy, was around, and I'm, I'm wondering about it now again because so many people have talked about this gendering, mm. and I just wonder if your decisions there and your desire for power and prestige was yeah. gendered because men are supposed to be powerful. And, of, of course, I'm saying that in quotation marks and, and not from yeah. my heart. Please don't quote me on that. Yeah. But, um, but is that something that's gendered like a, a bit like Many women have said to me, hey, uh, how do I make my connection cup bigger and my mastery cup smaller? Because, And then I go, to why? Because I've never had a man come up to me and ask that question, but I have had many women ask me right. that question. And, and I'm just talking statistics right now. I'm, not, you know, I'm yep. not making any assumptions, but that's just what I've noticed. So yep. I wonder if your desire was I'm not gendered. quite sure, though. I, I came from Alice Springs in the middle of Australia, where at the time, the, I don't even know if they do now, but there was no university program at all. So being uh, a male, it was really frowned upon for guys to leave to go to university. It was seen mm. as, I don't know, they, they, it was the whole the situation is there is to stick in, get a trade and do some you know, heavy lifting. Mm, <laughs> and I, yeah. if anyone knows me, I'm not built for that. I want no. a nice air conditioned air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not. So that is interesting that you, you don't think it's gendered because I'm still not sold on that because oh, no, I wonder... It could be, but I think my own personal choice yeah, yeah, in that right. situation. It doesn't feel yeah. gendered. But yeah. I just wonder if you were but perhaps... female, if you would have chosen the prestige, you know, the, mm. the status, the town planning, for example, right. would you have chosen... Something different. But then I guess the whole entire time I was doing that, to get me through university, I was um, a phlebotomist, so I was a blood taker. Mm. So, And I was in that yeah, role. Right. It was probably yep, me that's... within... That's not it's gendered, probably only yeah. The entire company was probably two or three of us. Right, because that's also males, a gendered yeah. profession, but they're yeah. that's um, more female dominant. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting because I have thought about this for myself and my own. Have I ever cup imposted? Yeah. And initially I thought, no, well, you know, not any time recently. And then I dug back into the archives and realised that actually I think I did spend a lot of my 
early years of my adulthood. Cup impostering. Yeah. I can't actually believe it. I I did. I spent a, a big part of my teens and probably early 20s denying my mastery cup, sort of hiding it behind my back, betraying a fun and a connection cup persona. Um, I think authenticity comes with self-awareness. Yeah. And skill to fill. Um, but... Just ask my friends. I I think I was like, well, can I get my skirt any shorter so nobody looks at my brain? (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I just kind of said that out loud, but I really... Don't worry, no one's listening. No, (laughs) just you and I. Um, I have one of my friends that I've known since I was a teenager. She didn't like me when we first met because because of that, because who I portrayed of myself hi Kylie and uh, she <laughs> she rolled her eyes and just thought you know like who even is this person and why does she have a job at the same place I work but at the, I guess well, well we'll talk about authenticity soon and particularly mm. cups and authenticity but it's also kind of horses for courses like which cup maybe you're just filling a different cup at the time so maybe you were filling the freedom cup at some areas and then your mastery cup in other areas because I had friends I remember growing up too I'd have one lot of friends mm. where I could spend the evening talking Dostoevsky with mm. and then the very next night we'd be at with a different group of friends out in a field you know dying of <laughs> alcohol poisoning tequila was trying to kill <laughs> us so admit that. Yes. yeah so I guess yeah that that's true and and I think that probably in my early years it was a bit the same there were people that really saw who I was authentically and then there were there were people who just didn't and and I think that some people were really surprised because I I played a role that I wasn't mm. particularly mastery driven that I wasn't I even played this role that I wasn't particularly intelligent at one point and uh, and looking back on it I think gosh you know what who who even was that person mm. and and that I, I, it didn't it never felt right but I also you know when we were exploring our identity that's totally normal and typical for for teenagers and young adults to explore identity and I think being driven by our needs is a big part of our identity. Remember, what our, what our dominant needs are. You just that now. I'm just yeah. remembering the report cards and mum just mm. reading them to me saying and how frustrated the teachers were. <laughs> it's like he has his potential, but he's just choosing not to do it. I think that, <laughs> that was I don't your know if that big was freedom. freedom. Cup. Yeah. That, that was you. Yeah, I, I really think that institutions struggle with yeah. big freedom cups. And oh, so yeah. I reckon that was, if anything, I reckon mm. that's authenticity from you of – of you know pushing pushing, yeah, back. pushing back yeah, yeah against authority. that institution and authority <laughs> yeah that was a really interesting reflection for me and i wonder if listeners here are, are wondering about their own impostering and authenticity has there been a time where you've explored perhaps different identities through portraying different cups, yep. you know, in a way, if somebody were to watch you and cupify you, you know, what would they have yeah, said yeah. about you at those times where you weren't living authentically from where, what you were really driven by, by your true needs, by your true values? I, I worry about this idea of uh, true in a sense because, as again, I don't want to get too philosophical, but the philosophy points to that there's not really this essentially this core self you always hear it just seems like the big buzzword is authenticity is your core self who you Mm. are at your core where when you read some of the philosophy of say Jean-Paul Sartre or even Heidegger Mm. but don't look too much into Heidegger he was a Nazi though Mm. he said some great stuff he was a a literal Nazi but um yeah uh, they did have these great ideas Sartre wasn't Sartre was actually um 
in a concentration camp fighting against the Nazis when he wrote his great work, but I'm boring you all with that now. But their idea is instead of a core self, you're kind of creating yourself, but in that you're not denying your past. So for Sartre, you are both your history, who you are up until that point, and your future choices, what you choose to do next. Mm. And if you deny either of those, that's when you're kind of slipping into authenticity. If you say, no, I'm this kind of person and my core self is this, then you're denying your future choices. Like, I always vote this, realising that, no, you actually do have the opportunity to change that if, if that doesn't align with you. Or believing that you're always your future, trying to deny your history. So Sartre's idea of authenticity is understanding you're always more than just your situation. You're both, you're simultaneously who you are up until this point and what you choose to do next. So it kind of moves away from this idea of a core self. Where Heidegger, when he's talking about authenticity, he's not talking about that you're separating yourself from everybody else, this idea of, you know, the herd mentality or anything like that. He realises that we're all part of this big interconnected intersubjectivity kind of world. So where people think, all right, you have to follow your artistic passions or you have to be this job or that job, only then are you authentic. He says you can be authentic in any situation, just making sure that you're real with yourself in that situation, I think, mm. essentially. So essentially just aligning yourself with your cups, not trying to deny your cups and not just letting those cups fill themselves. So building on that skill to fill and owning that situation, owning that cup filling. Yeah, I think it can create a real disharmony and incongruence when we are, when we're not aware of what our needs are yeah. and when we're not being driven by them, uh, you know, to kind of go off track from what you were saying a little bit. But I'm wondering about what the solution here is then for, and I don't, you know, obviously we just can't solve the world in a yeah, well, short I think, podcast. No, I think but... you're right. I think it's, it's not denying your cups profile, mm -hmm. so not denying your cups. Becoming but, more aware of it. Yeah, but also becoming aware of the choices you're choosing to fill it. So if you, mm. if say we're using Sartre to talk about cups, your facticity, who you are, your, your past, your history, are the cups that you have up until this point. Mm. But your transcendence, your future choices are the decisions you make to fill those cups. Right. But being aware of those choices, yep. not just letting them fill how you've always let them feel, like appropriating them, owning those cups. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I guess the solution here, because <laughs> I love solutions, is, <laughs> is a little bit, is, uh, and this, we, we started this podcast actually not knowing how it would end, so uh, here we yeah. are, uh, really just Talk exploring some ideas together, yeah. So uh, I think that we're, we're driving towards this idea now of having a self-awareness of what our cups are or our needs are, what's driving us authentically, then uh, planning intentionally for those needs uh, and, and thinking and reflecting on what behaviours are we choosing that are authentically being driven through our needs and which ones aren't, which is essentially skill to fill. At yep. the end of the day, we're refining our skill to fill yep. um, to create really effective personal well-being plans yeah. and well-being plans right now are something we need to be getting right yeah. and, and acknowledge i guess in, in authenticity is realizing how you fill your cups may be different to somebody else so don't feel you have to fill yours in the exact same way somebody else does mm -mm. even if they have the same dominant cup as you how you fill yours might be completely different absolutely different yeah i met a um in one of my workshops i met this person who i assumed was the biggest fun cup ever loudest person the funniest jokes the bright purple colored hair we thought oh here's my fun cup and then when we did the quiz, worked out that she had a really dominant connection cup and she owned it. She straight away says, yeah, I knew this all along. This is the jokes. This is the bright personality. It's how I connect with everybody, how I bring everyone together. Mm. So she didn't deny it. She was so authentic in her being that it was, it was empowering. Yeah. 
So I think what I want to finish on is saying that we need to get this right right now. We need to be making sure we're reflecting on what our needs are and how to authentically recognize them, have self-awareness around them and make plans to build our skill to fill to make sure we've got full cups and we have a good, strong, healthy psychological well-being. That sounded pretty perfect. Okay, good. Only the way a mastery cup could finish that. (laughs) Awesome. It's great to be back. It is so good. We'll catch you next week. All right. See you later. If you want to know more about the Phoenix Cups, be sure to jump on to phoenixcups.com.au. There you'll find the quiz to help you determine your cups profile, as well as all our resources, including our book, The Phoenix Cups, The Cup Filling Story. And remember to stay connected with us on all the socials. Happy Happy cup cup filling! filling. (laughs) That's so nerdy. So nerdy.